Hey friends, it's Coley. Welcome to Still With You. I am so excited that you joined me for another episode of the podcast, especially today. Not that I pick favorites and choosing episodes, but this one is near and dear to my heart. And before I share more, I want to remind you of something that I am always very grateful for, and that is my friend Gabrielle Grace. Right now, you are listening to her latest release, Will Be Alright. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you stream music, or you can visit her website, gabriellegracemusic.net. She is an amazing friend, and I am so grateful to be sharing her music this year. One of the most common questions my husband, Chris, and I together are asked is, how did we meet? While we love sharing this story, it's not always easy because our love story includes a lot of crazy twists and turns. And I mean crazy twists and turns like we got engaged after three months of dating. But this is a story that only God could write. From a quaint hardware store to crashing into a deer, spending over 265 days apart in Romania, saying I do in dress blues, and then immediately having to move. There are many details of our military love story that are just too much for a simple social media post. This year, as Chris and I celebrate five years of being married, we are continuing to learn that life is not easy, but God is always faithful and true. We choose to love because He loved us first, and we praise Him for allowing us to share this brief time on earth spent together. Our prayer is that our anything but perfect, all because of Jesus' love story encourages you in every way that God has not left you alone in your current season. His hand is on every part. This story, it's really not about us. It's about how big God is and how his hand is in every detail. This episode was so much fun to record. It brought back so many sweet memories that I got to experience with Chris. He is amazing. I'm so grateful for him in my life. And if you are a friend of the show, then certainly you are a friend of Chris Browning. Please welcome to Still With You, my husband who holds so many titles, but certainly that is my favorite, Chris Browning. Chris B, my boo. Welcome. To still with you. <laughs> How does it feel to be behind the mic? For the third time. You know, it's actually kind of a better feeling because it's not a topic of sadness. I know. We're actually here to talk about something fun. Here's my third time and people are finally getting to hear about me. Hey, hey it's worth the wait. So one of the things that Chris and I often are asked about is our love story because it's kind of unique and has some details that you just can't always sum up over a cup of coffee or dinner. It just takes kind of a laying out and there's a lot of things that like God did in both of our hearts through meeting each other, falling in love, getting married, moving, all of these things. So I wanted a space to dedicate to sharing all of these. It's definitely a good change of pace to give a backstory on us instead of only having me on the podcast during times of tragedy. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's like easier than to just say we met in a hardware store, we got engaged after three months of dating. I think like it'll be fun to lay out some things. Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe where you were in the season of your life when you met me and then I'll share a little bit about my season and then we'll talk about how those meshed. Yeah, I grew up in Boonville, Missouri. I was raised in the 
Catholic church there and just never really seemed to fit with it. Just everyday normal stuff, just going to school around age 16, 17. I was just tired of having to go to school all the time. So I decided I didn't want to go to college at all then. And I wanted to join the military. After a lot of conversations from my parents and my recruiter, my parents finally signed paperwork to let me enlist into the military at 17. And the problem was I still had to do my senior year of high school and I could go off and join the military. Just made it easier that I had all the paperwork signed when I was 17. It just made that process a bit quicker, even though it, to me it felt a lot slower because I just had to wait. Yeah. So I graduated high school in 2012. I joined the Navy and so I went to Illinois for boot camp. It was the summer, so it wasn't cold because Illinois gets cold in the winter time. And yeah. I was really appreciative of the how the timing for everything worked because after basic training, I went to San Antonio, Texas, which I got there after the summer months. I got there in the fall, so it, the weather wasn't unbearably hot. So when I was in San Antonio, I was at Lackman Air Force Base. So I was doing training for the Navy's Master at Arms, which is their military police. And it was during that time when I got orders to go to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. It was really during that time in Cuba when, if you ask me how I viewed God, then I, I was I would have said I was agnostic then. I didn't feel like I fit in with the Catholic Church, and I just didn't know where I would fit in with every with all the different religions. And I was still just trying to figure things out, and I felt like I could figure them out on my own. Eighteen thought I knew everything. I didn't. It was during that time when that's where I was at my lowest spiritually. I'd fly back home because I just needed to get off the island every once in a while just so I want to go island crazy. You've told me that's a real thing. It is. You know, when you're just stuck in one place for so long and don't really get out, like, Mm -hmm. start crazy. During one of those trips home, I took like a week off from, that's when I met Coley. She just started working for my parents at their hardware store. I remember when I first met her, it was her first day on the job, and I just remember thinking to myself, when did my parents start hiring pretty girls? I, I, it just baffled me just because I, I didn't realize my parents would, would have done that. Because while I was growing up, the only girls that worked at the hardware store was my mom, my sister, and for a short while, my sister's friend. Other than that, my parents hired primarily guys. I was breaking stereotypes. For me, as some of you know, I grew up in a small rural community in mid-Missouri. I'm just a small town girl, so majority of my high school experience was every summer working as a lifeguard at our town pool. The summer after my freshman year of college, I knew I couldn't work at the pool anymore, but I also wanted to live at home for the summer and work. I remember taking my spring break of my freshman year of college to come home and look for a job for the summer. I wanted to plan it out, wanted to get a good job. I remember telling my friends that I was going to go home and send out a few applications, but I told them I wanted to work at a hardware store, which is so random because I had zero hardware experience prior to this position working at Browning Hardware, but I wanted a job where I could wear a ball cap and jeans. And I just felt strongly drawn to working at a hardware store for some reason. So I came home on spring break. I took a day to drive all over town and pick up applications. And there was one store that I went to that was a hardware store. And I remember walking up to the counter and there was Chris's dad. And I just was like, hello, sir. Um, My name is Coley. I am interested in applying for a position here. Is there any way I could fill out an application? He did not have an application available 
Actually, I don't even think you guys had applications. I don't think we did. (laughs) So he handed me an index card and was going to have me write out my name and my number. And instead, I just said, I have my resume here. Could I just leave this with you? So I left it with him. And then I remember walking out of the store feeling like everyone's eyes were on me because there was so many dudes just hanging out around the counter at the hardware store. I was so embarrassed because I'd wore a pink shirt and tall leather boots like almost like English riding style boots in <laughs> into the hardware store. And I remember thinking like, that is the one job I will never get. I just felt so awkward in that moment. So I went back to class the week following spring break. I was going to take time to fill out all my applications over that next week and then bring them back the following weekend. I was filling them out and I got a phone call from Chris's dad, Mike, and Mike on the phone offered me a job to start the following weekend, working weekends at Browning Hardware. That was the one job that I did not have to fill out an application that I got. The one job I thought I had zero chance of getting, that's the one that I was offered. I started working that following weekend, my first day. I remember the exact place I was standing at when I first saw Chris and I remember he came walking into the store and his mom, Carol, which she's kind of like larger than life with her attitude, (laughs) just her vibrancy for life. And so I remember like hearing her kind of let out a like exciting shriek. She ran and threw her arms around him. I remember looking at him and thinking that he was like a nice looking guy but I have to be honest there was no immediate spark. I don't mean to be harsh when I say this but I want to be honest and just saying like there wasn't this like love at first sight moment. I will share when Chris's mom first was talking to me and kind of showing me the store and this was before I'd met Chris she said we have a daughter and then we also have our son his name's Chris and he's in the Navy my first thought was like I wonder if he's hot because up until that point I'd been attracted to men in uniform my brother and I were raised to be very patriotic very respectful of the military and we honestly just had a fascination with with it. My brother and I grew up watching the military channel, reading books about heroes in the military. My grandfathers both served in the army. And so that was just kind of something that we just always admired. And along with that, like I had watched some movies like Flyboys and Pearl Harbor, films that romanticized military life. And I just really was attracted to the idea of being a military wife, etc. Which now sounds like looking back at it that I was like targeting you, Chris, but I promise I wasn't. Like it was, it's a total God story. You've informed me multiple times on that. (laughs) And I guess like where I was in my relationship with the Lord at the time, I fully believed in God, loved the Lord, but but also felt like I had grown stagnant in my faith and really wanted to be challenged and to be kickstarted into a new season that would push me farther into loving the Lord. So yeah, that's where I was at the time. Here we are. We are hanging out in the hardware store. We've chatted a little bit that first day. Yeah, and I, I remember you were nervous and... I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do. Nervous to ask my parents for help with stuff and then... The one item I remember vividly you asked about. We have laughed about this so much. So like the one item, part of my job was to update... Sticker prices. Sticker prices of the items. And so you get a description on a little sticker and then you have to go find the item. And this is like 
This hardware store, if I can describe what this hardware store looks like, if you've ever seen the television show Gilmore Girls, imagine like Luke's Diner. Remember how it... Uh, Chris, follow me on this. You you know what I'm talking about. Not really, but okay. <laughs> Luke's Diner originally is a hardware store, and it's like downtown Stars Hollow very vintage, very cute. Well, the hardware store Chris's parents owned is a do-it-best hardware store. It's in downtown Boonville, which is a little river city. It's right alongside the Missouri River. And to me, like, it would be equivalent of, like, what Luke's Diner was in its original hardware state. Very vintage, very cute, very small town. Chris, can you describe help? Rustic? Rustic, yes. It was very rustic. So I'm trying to find this item which this item is called called a butt splice a butt splice it deals with wires and it it was just really funny because she she was like oh can can you help me find this and i wouldn't even say it i don't know i was so just pointed at the sticker (laughs) and i started dying laughing because i i remember during high school my best friend sam he he never was hired by my parents he'd just come and just help out just because he wanted to hang out it was funny because he he had the same question but he was not like coley about it he just shouted out hey carol what's a butt splice (laughs) (laughs) and so we just started laughing about that and it that's how thought it was really funny how she asked about that and that's exactly what came to mind So after that short trip, I had to go back to Gitmo, and I didn't have much time in between from that one to Gitmo, but that that's that was the time when I seemed to really get into my lowest point. I, I just started questioning things, and during my time in Gitmo, I picked up a bad habit of smoking, and thank God I don't have that habit anymore, but during that time I did, and I just remember there was one night, it was about a week before I left the island for good, that I was sitting outside smoking, and I asked God, if he's real, show me somebody that will love me where I am at this moment. I think I picked up smoking trying to fill a void that it, it went filled because I mean it's just smoke you can't fill anything with smoke it'll just disappear it's not sustainable my life started changing in, in that month time span between Gitmo and Romania that's when Coley and I started dating she also gave me one of her bibles that she got from my youth pastor I just wanted to, to start reading it and I started in Genesis me not really knowing how to read the bible I was like okay I gotta read from Genesis all the way to Revelations <laughs> Like, I can't skip in between. It doesn't make sense if I do. So since I was on leave, I didn't have to work or anything. So I just read and I finished Genesis in two days. I'll fill in a few gaps. So when Chris landed in Columbia, yeah. came to Boomville, I had taken a week vacation with my family to visit Pensacola, Florida, just as a vacation. We took our camper down, just hanging out. And even the summer before this, I had visited Pensacola with my family as well. I came back from vacation, had a beautiful tan. I remember being so proud of my Florida tan. And I remember coming back to work that day and seeing Chris. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I remembered that your mom or dad had said that you would be home for your leave transitioning from Guantanamo Bay to Romania. I remember you wearing like a flannel shirt. You had a ball cap on, jeans, and 
And I remember like looking at your jawline. I don't know what it was about your jawline. And I was like, ooh, like I kind of like that jawline. Like I remember thinking you looked really cute, but I didn't say anything, obviously. I just got out of a relationship that was not serious. I was actually really glad to be out of that relationship, honestly. We just started like talking, right? At the store. Yeah. And I remember we were talking, we talked about Sam Hunt. Do you remember that? There was something about like a song that was playing on the radio. Oh, because when you came home, you kind of like broke all the rules that your parents had in the store. Like you played music and we were never allowed to listen to music. And so you played like country music and there was a played, song by Sam Hunt. And I was like, oh, music. you know this song too. Played music, wore hats. You did wear a hat. and Oh, and that's the other thing we should share is that I wasn't allowed to wear a hat, which was so funny because that was the reason why I wanted the job. Chris's dad was not really a big fan of his employees wearing hats, which employee, there was like two people. So I wasn't allowed to wear hats. So Chris came in wearing a hat, playing music. It was pretty much the Wild West when I came and visited <laughs> helped my parents work. I think they realized if they wanted my help, they, they had to let me do what I wanted to do. <laughs> Yeah, you're a man. We talked about St. Louis Cardinals. I love Major League Baseball, and I found out really quickly that Chris liked Major League Baseball too, specifically the St. Louis Cardinals. Mid-Missouri, you're either a St. Louis Cardinals or a Royals fan. But what's also interesting, just for backstory, is that we grew up 15 minutes away from each other and, like, never met each other. Yeah. Okay, so. Just by us talking at my parents' store, and and I was definitely interested in Coley and definitely was keeping her from working. For my parents, I, I asked her if she wanted to go watch a Cardinals game because I was able to find find tickets to go, and so I asked if asked her if she wanted to go. After work, she was headed to her vehicle, and that's when I asked, I was like so glad you didn't ask in front of your parents because that would have been so awkward. And that, that's when I asked her if she wanted to go watch a Cardinals game. You did it like so sly too, because I was like had my keys in my hand. You're like, oh, by the way. Would you want to go to a St. Louis Cardinal baseball game with me? And I said, sure. I remember thinking in my head that you didn't really mean it. I remember just thinking like it was a mistake that you asked me. So I went home. It was not a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I went home and you messaged me on Facebook, didn't you? Did you do that? Or did I message you? I can't remember who messaged who. I remember though we messaged on Facebook because you didn't even have my number. I gave you a way out. I said, hey, I know that you have a really limited time on leave. That's a very real thing in military life. You're only home for four weeks. So I was just like, hey, I understand that you're like, you asked me, but I just want to let you know that like, no worries if your plans change, you can take a friend or whatever, like basically giving you a way out. And you did not give me a way out. You were like, no, I really want to go with you. And also, would you like to have dinner sometime? And I was like, sure. And you were like, okay, how about tomorrow night? And I was like, tomorrow night? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's like really soon. I was like, okay. But also I had plans that weekend. So you asked me to go to dinner with you on a Thursday and then I had plans for the weekend. So I was like, okay, I'll go to have dinner with him. But like, honestly, I'm busy with my honor society for college. So I'm probably just going to go to dinner with him. I thought you were cute, but there wasn't like an attraction traction. There wasn't an infatuation with you. I was just like thinking maybe he just is bored. (laughs) Maybe he Mm. just wants to like hang out and have a friend. Like there's not many people that are his age right now in his life. So maybe that's why he is 
wanting to talk with me because I'm close to his age. I didn't know. And I remember it being so crazy because you like actually came to my house and picked me up. Yep. And I never had a guy do that for me. Honestly, it sounds so trash, but I only had guys who would meet me places. And I I remember that was when I first met your parents too. Yeah. And I remember like you came and you shook my dad's hand and I thought that was really cool because I'd never had a dude do that either for me. We went on our first date. You took me to a restaurant in downtown Columbia. I remember you were really nice, very kind. I remember also you were very vulnerable. Like you shared a few things. I was like, oh, okay. Like this guy has some depth to him and I was intrigued a little bit, but I really honestly was kind of distracted because I had a big weekend ahead of me going to an honor society event and I also remember just thinking still that this like was a mistake. I don't really know like why you're hanging out with me honestly. You kind of did seem like a little like what's going on? Full disclosure, I hadn't really dated anyone seriously. The relationship I just got out of was basically my first relationship and that didn't amount to really anything honestly so so I, it felt very new to me still. So anyway, we had fun on our date. Chris brought me home. And then the next day... You were on your way to Moberly. Yes, I was on my way to Moberly because I was going to spend the night at my grandma's house. And the next morning, I was going to meet my college friends, which were in Moberly. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go to St. Louis for my Honor Society event, Phi Theta Kappa, PTK. So anyway, on my way, a mile from my destination, my grandma lives right outside of Moberly, hit a deer. It happened so fast. I barely knew what was happening. So scared. So I kept driving, didn't even stop, like drove to my grandma's house because I was less than a mile. I called my parents. They rushed up to Moberly to help me. I texted you that I just- I texted you that I just hit a deer. I kind of knew that I was going to see you the following week. And also we just went out on a date. So I was like, it's not that abnormal for me to like just text him and just be like, hey, also like my plans got crushed. When she texted me, I was downtown Boonville. I was at the restaurant next door to my parents' hardware store. I was just hanging out there when I got Coley's text message. I just had an order in and I told him to cancel it. (laughs) I just left right after I got that message and I called my parents and let them know. And I had to stop Chris because you were on your way to Moberly, like calling me and I heard you on the road in the background and I had to stop you. I was like, please, please, please don't come up here. I'm really a mess right now. The car, I hope it's not totaled. I hope it can be fixed, etc., etc. Please don't come because I don't want you to see me like this. But I remember feeling like, wow, that's interesting that he dropped everything because, not to throw shade, but like... The last guy that I dated, like, he did not treat me like that at all. So I was like, interesting. This is kind of nice to know that there's, like, one good guy out there who would, like, drop everything to come and help me when I needed it most. Long story short, my weekend plans were canceled. I had a full Saturday. We hung out that Saturday. We had, like, I went over to your house and watched Big Hero 6. Remember you invited me over? Yep, because I was a big child and still am. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just remember how I just wanted to watch Big Hero 6, so invited Coley over, and we were just in my living room watching a movie. So yeah, we were watching Big Hero 6. As we were watching Big Hero 6, I remember you sat in the recliner, and I sat on the couch, and I remember thinking to myself, I wish Chris would come over and sit by me. And I knew in that moment that like something was happening in my heart. Ooh, I feel butterflies. <laughs> 
Now, next week, I want to surprise Colleen. I went to Columbia and got a Cardinals jersey for her, and I got her favorite player. I asked who her favorite player was for the Cardinals. She told me it was Melina. So I went out and I looked for a Melina jersey. That was such a cool moment because I just was like, oh, wow, he was like that thoughtful to remember who my favorite player was, all these things. Just to backtrack a little bit, like we hung out, watched Big Hero 6, and then I remember inviting you to church that yep. Sunday, and I was like, I thought that you wouldn't show up. I just thought for some reason, I was like, I don't think that he's going to show up. I don't know. This will be like, not a sign, but it basically was a sign of like, if this dude is like committed to possibly being in a relationship with me, because I'd already had that little spark in my heart after sitting on the couch alone. And I remember thinking like, if he comes to church, maybe this may be a maybe. You came to church? And I remember like looking at you during service and I remember like feeling the words that David, our pastor was saying were like sticking to you. Like I almost felt like I saw them attached to your shirt like you were such a sponge like soaking it all up and I remember that afternoon like my parents it's the midwest so it's kind of like midwestern hospitality like my parents invited you out to lunch lunch, yeah and I remember you and I were sitting on the couch like talking after dinner and we were watching the movie and I remember you turned to me and you're like Coley I see what you have you are carrying like the light of Christ with you and I want whatever you have. Like, would you please help me bring me into the light of Jesus? Mm-hmm. I remember when I asked that, I was really meaning because I like that. That was when I started feeling at, after that church service. I felt like part of that hole was starting to be filled. That's when I felt like the change happened. And it was in that moment when I knew that. God did answer my prayers and showed me the person that would love me right where I was. That question took me off guard, but also it didn't because I remember feeling in that moment, like sitting there with you at church, even though I barely knew you and was getting to know you in like marathon speed dating almost. It felt like I knew you were only going to be there for a limited amount of time. As soon as I kind of like felt that spark towards you, I was like, okay, like I started paying attention to things and like how you were and asking you questions, thinking like if this guy, like I wonder if he's going to like ask me into relationship, you know, and started thinking about that. I don't know. It just was such a beautiful moment to like see you so hungry to know the Lord. And then just kind of from that point on, that's when we... Really started dating seriously and it carried on to when I had to go to Romania and that was a hard goodbye. Yeah, but just about our season of dating, I do want to just share this because I know there's a lot of young adults and college students, friends of mine who may be in this season of dating. There was a decision that you and I both agreed on that I was so grateful for. I was just really thankful that we put this in place. But one of the things that I told Chris immediately, as soon as Chris asked me if I wanted to be his girlfriend. I was just very transparent with him, but I basically said, hey, I don't know what you're looking for in this relationship. Hey, I'm living for Jesus. I'm not here for a fling. So if you're looking for that, you're going to have to go elsewhere because that's not happening. Yeah, I I remember her saying that I was honestly like taken off guard. I was like, I wasn't even looking for that. (laughs) That of course made my heart comforted, but I still wanted to be really transparent 
transparent about that. And I think that that's just very important to establish like in a relationship. I'm really glad that I put that out there. So I never put myself in a compromising position. And one decision that you and I both agreed on was we always dated with a door open. I I guess, is that a way to say it? Like there was always someone like knew where we were. We dated public. Like there was just never a moment where you and I were like left alone. There was always someone around. And I'm really glad about that because I'm glad that it didn't put us in a compromising position to fail and not live out what God had called us to in our love story and maintain purity. And I love it because I got to experience like a bunch of firsts with Chris. Chris got my first kiss. He got my first I love you. A lot of really sweet moments with him being my first like serious boyfriend. I just soaked up all of that. I loved it. Part of my story with my walk with the Lord, I had a journal that his aunt gave me. And so I remember like once we got engaged, which I guess we'll, we could share about our engagement in a second. But once we got engaged, I knew that I didn't want to live without Chris, but I also knew that there was probably going to be like some hard times ahead of us, like with the military, like we were going to have to leave my, our friends and family, which yeah. you were already walking in that, but that was going to have to be due for me. And I was going to have to figure out like my new plans for college and work. And like my life got put in a totally different direction, which was God's answer to my prayer of like helping me get out of a stagnant relationship where I had to really put my faith to the fire. Mm-hmm. But I remember your aunt Anna gave me a journal. It was a green journal. As soon as we got engaged, I had a moment where I was sitting on my grandma's couch. I lived with my grandma during college. I've always been a journaler, but I really hadn't journaled like prayers. I'd always just kind of journal about like what I was feeling and like things that were happening in my life. And I remember writing exactly how I felt. Like I prayed to God telling him everything, the things that I wanted, the things that I wanted for our relationship, things that I wanted for my future. And I remember waking up every morning before classes and I would sit and drink my coffee And I'd read a little bit of my Bible, but mainly I would just pray. And I remember praying these big prayers over your life and my life and the life for our future. And I was so grateful for that season of engagement and even the unknowns that it held because it really did teach me how to pray with an open and honest heart. And that's something that I've carried into my adult life. I use my journal to pray Mm -hmm. and to pray wildly and to pray these big impossible prayers, which is a practice that I learned how to do through this season of meeting you for me the the hardest part of dating was just the long distance was when i was in romania and it was just really hard because it's like trying to maintain a relationship while halfway across the world yeah and we'd only dated for four weeks so a month in person and then you left for romania yeah it crushed me again that's when i started pulling out my green journal before i left for romania one time like that was a really big comfort was she was over at my house and she she was just going talking about how she was a guest and my mimi who lived with us she was like you're not a guest and she was like family and it was it was really just comforting to know that my mimi who she she was a big influence in my life but she really liked coley and that helped me with this to marry Coley. It's like, I, I just go back to that time when we were just in the kitchen and that's what my grandma, my Mimi said. While we were dating, it was just, like I just kept falling more and more in love with her while we were dating and I, I didn't want to leave her side. I just wanted to stay by her. It was just really hard to leave. It's kind of like when I first started knowing like I, I didn't want to do life without Coley. You became like my best friend. You are my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got engaged and then just seemed like before we knew it, it was May and I was taking leave from Romania to 
come home and get married. I mean, we got engaged over the phone, which is so crazy too. Yeah. Which was so sweet because Chris set up a dinner for my family and his family to go out to eat. And you were trying to get on FaceTime, but it was the restaurant next door to the hardware store, which was so sweet because we'd had dinner there a few times too together Mm -hmm. and got engaged on the phone. There's a video of it. It was just really, really sweet. There's a lot of little things, like almost too many details to share with that time of day. I just fell in love with him. I knew that I felt safe around Chris. I loved his heart. And even though he was like kind of a baby Christian of like growing in the Lord, I remember your Aunt Carrie like shared something with me and she was talking about just like two people just walking forward in the same direction. And I remember that brought me so much peace. And there was like so many little moments where I'd ask God during our engagement, like all the way up to getting married, where I was like, God, if there's this, you don't want me to do this if I'm too young. Because I was 20 when we got married. So I was 19 when I got engaged. 19 when I got engaged, 20 when I got married. And I remember just thinking, God, like, this is crazy. Mary Kate and Luke Robertson, they got engaged. And Luke was like, the same age as me when I got engaged like they were both 19 and I remember looking at that and I was like that's so crazy like who would ever do that and then a few years later like that was me because that was what God had planned for me and I just thought it was so crazy and ironic how like the Lord would use something that I like scoffed at and was like that's so silly to become my story again like I just always prayed that God would put a stop sign in front of me if this was something that I wasn't supposed to do. But it seemed like every time I pray that, like, I would just fall more in love with Chris and there would be nothing but doors wide open. And even though we spent, like, 265 days, I think that was it, like, away from each other. Because it was, like, you left in August. We returned didn't in May. Returned in May. Even though it was, like, just so many months away, I just learned to trust in the Lord. I really do look back on that time thinking that we got a chance to like know each other really well because like when you can't like snuggle or can't like hug each other or anything Mm -hmm. there's nothing to do but ask questions and like I love that you on Sunday mornings would call me and like we'd read our Bible together that like is something that I loved and looked forward to and I love that you made time for that it was just like such a cool love story especially like knowing that I at 16 like had this conversation with the Lord where I was like God like I want you to write my love story and I remember I had wrote some letters to my future husband I started doing that actually when I was 13 and you and I now have gone back and like looked at those letters Mm -hmm. it's actually really like sweet to see little like 13 year old Coley write to a person she didn't even know at the time it was even asking was like I wonder if you're even a service member. (laughs) Yeah, it was so crazy that like I wondered and put in the letter would question me like, are you a member of the military? Because I really am attracted to like military guys, which so fun to think about the details, the desires that God puts on our heart. They're Mm -hmm. never by accident. We got engaged three months after we started dating in October and then we got married that following May of 2016 and then in August we moved to Pensacola, Florida. Yep. And we've lived happily ever after since. (laughs) JK, it's actually been very challenging and hard, especially with military culture. And like Chris is not even in the Navy anymore. He's in the Air Force Reserves and in school. It's been a very interesting journey with just having to do different things. And I honestly wouldn't want anyone else beside me 
going through them. Yeah, I love just the simple parts of like not having to do life alone. I think like we complement each other well. Like God really did put two people that were like pretty much opposite sometimes in personality, but also like we're very similar. Like you and I both love to laugh, have like random jokes. If I could say my favorite part of marriage, I would say like the security and feeling safe. Like I love having someone always around, but also I love the inside jokes. Like I think it is so funny to have someone who like has these little inside jokes with you all the time. It's like you always <laughs> say it's like marriage is a never ending sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> It is true. But I mean, I also think that I've learned a lot about myself about like, when you have someone who's with you all the time, you're just like, like, I am such a jerk. Like, because usually if I was in a bad mood, like living on my own, I kind of was just like, okay, well, I'm in a bad mood and didn't really have anyone to like talk with it about. And now with Chris, there's that accountability, be a better human, follow God, love God, there's things to be joyous about. Like you've taught me so much about that. It's really nice having someone just to like a nice place of comfort when I was on my own like if I had a had a stressful day it was just like because I lived by myself when I was in Gitmo in Romania I had a roommate but a roommate didn't really want to talk so- in Romania I would send him care packages full of fun things so I wanted you to share those two stories one of Coley's care packages that I got it was uh, she themed it for Star Wars because I really love Star Wars when I was first living in Romania we were living in row huts where it was like 15 people to one living quarter. One of my friends, he saw that. He was like, man, if you don't marry her, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another care package story I wanted you to share about the, it, about the candy and the blanket. One of the other care packages that Coley sent me... She had a blanket that she's doused with her perfume. Victoria's Secret pink spray, like fresh and clean. It has like the blue plastic top. I love that smell. So I like doused that blanket with that perfume. Like, and But I remember I put the blanket in the box and then and, I doused it. And she had candy in the same box as this blanket. And so the perfume soaked through this thin cardboard for the candy and soaked into the candy so I was eating this candy and I was <laughs> I had to throw it away because it was terrible it was, <laughs> I didn't mean to poison you I was trying to be could, sweet with the perfume you could taste the perfume on the candy and I can tell you that is something you don't want to eat is, <laughs> is perfume well there was another thing that I remember like the moment that I like literally almost lost it because like when someone's so far away from you and you're doing a long distance relationship it is like the distance really wears on you and I remember like there was a moment where we would fit when I was FaceTiming Chris, which we FaceTime like all the time. Like it was all like the time. all the time, like every night, just like talking for hours and hours and such. There was one time I remember you showed me your calendar. I'd sent you a Star Wars calendar and like I looked over and you had a black Sharpie that was by your calendar. You had marked big, like I'm talking thick black X's across the dates to like when you came home. I just about like lost it when I saw that. Really? It was just like you felt so far away and I just wanted you to come home and it just made me feel so loved to know that like you were so excited to come home and see me. Even though I knew that, it was just something about seeing those X's on the calendar that made me think he really does love me. And also it really shocked me too that you knew like lyrics to sync songs and like would sing them with me and that was like one of my favorite things that yeah, I knew that I loved you and you would like sing Justin Timberlake with me. Well, I had an older sister who would listen to them nonstop, so no choice in what we're going to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I'm, I'm just 
glad that God has put Coley in my life and we're just able to have these moments and just share life together. Yeah, I'm really grateful for you too. I love you so much and I'm grateful to God every single day, especially with my story of being that like I prayed for you since I was 13. Like I said, I started writing letters and I just, I just was like, oh God, I want to wait for him. God was so faithful and also just protected me along the way. And I feel like it's worth it. It is absolutely worth the wait. You like surprised me in so many ways. Not what I expected my story to be, but like would not want it any other way. I just love doing life with you. <laughs> hey, can you read the verse in 1 Corinthians? just as cheesy as it is this is the verse that we put on we put part of the verse on our our wedding invitations it's first corinthians 13 could you read one through seven this month i thought it would be fun to close out with this so chris will read that to close it out but also i hope this episode encourages you no matter where you are god has a plan for your life if you are dating and enjoying a wonderful relationship and growing together or you are single and trying to heal from a heartbreak, if you are just praying for your future spouse, or you're happily married, or you're grieving the loss of a loved one, no matter where you are, God has a plan for your life, and he is so in the details. And so I hope that our story, as broken and as messy and unperfect as it is, because there's so much that I ha- we haven't even shared that is basically the mess behind the highlight reel, of things that God's working on us still, too, as we just are unperfect people who mm-hmm. um, are trying to put him first in our relationship. God has not forgot you. He is a God who wants to meet you right where you are, love you for who you are, to give you hope and to never leave you. I am so thankful that he did give us the action of love and the choice to love, even when we don't feel like it. I genuinely do believe what the Bible says. The greatest thing is love that we can share and express towards one another as we grow closer to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but not have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Hey friends, I hope you don't mind the little mix-up of this episode, Chris and I sharing our love story. As I mentioned before, my true hope and prayer in sharing our conversation is that it would be an encouragement to you to see the bigger picture of your life, to know that God has His hand on every single part of your life, and He truly does want to heal the parts of you that feel so broken. Chris and I were two people who genuinely needed God to fill us and heal us. We still do. We are not perfect people by any means. Every day we are just trying to learn how to love more like Jesus. And this may be a bit selfish to ask, but I would love it if you could share this episode with someone you know. I remember when I was single and even as I was just starting figuring out who I was in military culture, which was really hard and probably deserves an episode fully devoted to that conversation 
conversation. Not that I consider myself a role model by any means, but I do remember listening to voices that were full of hope. And at this point in our lives, Chris and I are able to offer a little bit of hope that God is still in the midst of forming beautiful love stories and healing people. Just being present. I think God is just so amazing at just being present in our everyday. Send this conversation to a friend who needs it. Send this conversation to a military spouse. And in return, if you have your own amazing story that you would like to share with me personally so that I can read it and just be like, wow, celebrate what God has done in your life in any way, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me. You can do that through my website, coleydowning.com, or I'm always on social media. You can find me. My handle is Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. I would love to connect with you. Again, huge shout out to my husband, Chris Browning. He is the man, and I am so thankful to have him in so excited for more fun conversations with him. Until then, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.